Welcome to Being Better Podcast, where we explore the things that make us happier, wiser, and more productive beings. Hi, my name is Julia, and I am your host. Every week, I take a concept, a technique, or a story to learn how it can make us better. I hope that this show can help you become the person you've always wanted to be. So, here we go. people welcome back to the podcast hope you are doing great and that wherever you are in the world you can find some love and kindness in your environment because i think that's important and even though these things should mostly come from within i think that putting some effort into noticing these little acts of kindness in our surroundings can go a long way when it comes to our well-being And who wouldn't like to work on that? And speaking of kindness, my guests this week are one of the loveliest people I think I've ever met. As you probably know um, from the title of this episode, um, these guests are the Dreamwater brothers, also known as John and Matt Dreamwater. They were born to perform and are incredibly talented musicians and actors. And together, the Dreamwaters make a duo from Long Island who's amazing music, was nominated for the Mac Awards, among others. I absolutely love their music because I've noticed that no matter which song of theirs I listen to, it always makes me feel something very deeply. Sometimes it's melancholy or sentiment, sometimes it's joy and other times it's wonder or excitement. In this episode, you will hear our conversation about their journey with becoming performers and growing up doing both sports and theater, and also about how the entertainment and music industry is different now in the age of social media than it was in the past. We also talked about what it takes to have a good sibling relationship, about overcoming imposter syndrome, and about the therapeutic aspect of creating and writing music, among many, many other topics. So for those of you who haven't had the opportunity to listen to the Dreamwater Brothers music yet, I'm going to play one of their songs instead of the transition music you always hear. I loved talking to John and Matt, and I hope you will enjoy listening to our discussion about literally all the things. So ladies, gentlemen, and variations thereupon, I present you the lovely Dreamwater Brothers. Falling for you I know it's true That maybe our paths didn't cross in June But now that they do I'm falling for you Leaves fall from the trees For you and me Floating just like boats on the breeze Sailing the seas For you and me If you want to I'll go with you Walking however far Don't deserve this I've found purpose 
under the sky of stars. But yeah, I'm just so happy to have you guys and be able to chat with you today. Mm. Um, I love your work and I love just the frequency of the energy you radiate. And I yeah. feel like it's impossible not to smile when one is around you guys. Um, but yeah, how are you doing and what's currently on your mind? Well, thank you so much. And we're yeah, so, so glad nice that you asked you to us to do us. this. Um, and uh, we're doing pretty good yeah we're doing i pretty think good i'm doing i don't want to yeah, speak for things are for um, you things are starting to get kind of here at least things are starting to get back to normal a little bit you know we had some we had some like music gigs starting back up which is cool it's like a little stressful like re-entering society yeah i've been having some weird situations when you know i've seen people and i don't know if i can you know give them a handshake mm, or yeah. can, like hug them or is it appropriate <laughs> or maybe it's still not well so our I've first kind show of, like, that we did standing. our first show that we did it was funny we met the guy at the door who was kind of ran the place and i went to shake his hand just out of instinct i didn't even think about it and i kind of went to shake his hand and he went for it and then we kind of got caught. He sort of, I sort of pulled back and was like, oh, sorry. And then he kind of grabbed me on the, just on the fingers. And it was kind <laughs> of like an awkward sort of finger. <laughs> finger shake. Shake. But um, we'll get there. We'll figure yeah, out what I, the I new normal is. I think there was like is. a podcast uh, who, they, the hosts were trying to, um, like discuss if uh, the quarantine and coronavirus is going to kill the handshake. Because I mean, mm. I don't know, I don't, I don't. I don't know, maybe it's very European of me, but I kind mm -hmm. of either hack people or I do nothing. Yeah. I, I, I don't like the handshake. I've, that's, I, I, brought, I, I think I said that. I was, like, I was like, I don't know if the handshake ever should have existed. Like, it's kind of just like, there's. <laughs> I don't know if there's... Well, I basically, since, you know, when you get the shot, you kind of, everyone's been hugging and kissing and so it's yeah. you know we skip the handshake yeah. i think so i well, think then, everybody's yeah, well, there's that like you but i'm just saying like why even what's the who came up with i think that? we should start doing the uh the avatar thing that they i don't know touched their forehead or something <laughs> yeah. and they say I, i see you or something i would love to do that and we would also have to learn their go. whole we have language to start which... that. everyone listening <laughs> yeah. just start doing that yeah <laughs> Okay, so for uh, those of the listeners who haven't had the chance to uh, maybe, well, they have listened to your music because, well, I played it before, um, <laughs> but maybe they didn't have the chance to learn about you. Um, can you briefly introduce yourself and just say a couple of words um, about, well, you? And also, I think there might be problem now because... Well, for anyone listening, Matt and John are twins, and I mm -hmm. think the, the well, the voices are similar. So you are sitting on the left and the right side of the microphone. Oh, yeah. I don't know if mm -hmm. that's gonna be like tell the difference. Well, anyway, you can. <laughs> I think we're just gonna roll with it's it. It's all right. We'll, we'll roll see. with it. We'll, we'll roll, roll with, with it. it. Yeah. I mean, usually the, uh, yeah. whatever one of us yeah. says, the other one sort of agrees with. Oh, yeah. In we're, general, we're Matt so. and John. Uh -huh. and I'm I'm Matt and I'm John. And uh, we're the Drinkwater Brothers in one sense. And then in another sense, we're also the Drinkwater we're Brothers because... Just, we're just brothers. We're Drinkwater Brothers, but we're yeah. also the Drinkwater Brothers. But so. yeah, we play music. We, lo we love 
all basically all kinds of music. Yeah. And so we um we started playing music when we were younger. We probably, probably seven or eight. Yeah, and then when we got to school, our friend at school had asked us, she was working at a restaurant, and she said they needed someone to play music, and we, she was like, I know that you guys play music, and but we didn't really have a show, but she said, "Did you do you have a show that you could yeah, do at could the you, restaurant? Could you put and, on a set? And for, we said, of course hours. we have a show. Yeah. Um, and, and we, we didn't have a show. No. But we did, went and did a show, and it was great. And then we thought, oh, this mm-hmm. could be this could be interesting. So now we do things, you know, all over yeah. and in the city, and recorded, and all kinds of stuff. So. Yeah, it's turned it's turned into something. That's, that's kind sure. of from our, our humble restaurant beginnings. Who we are and what our origin <laughs> well, story. Well, I don't I don't think you should be this humble. I mean, you were also um, nominated for the Mac Awards. I think mm-hmm. that's also something that yeah. you well, should... Well, we, yeah, we've been, we've been, we've been lucky enough to be nominated. We, we've met so many great people and we've had mm-hmm. people nominate us for um, the Mac Awards, which is like the big New York City awards for like live shows. Mm-hmm. And we've been nominated for a Broadway World Award and all kinds of things like that. And it, that's, that kind of stuff is just, um, it's very, yeah, we, we very didn't, cool whenever we, we find didn't out. We grow up in New York City, uh... So, but we went to college in New York City, and when we when we got to college, it was a great um, experience to uh, be able to have the exposure of New York City and get to do you know go meet play a lot it, of people, meet a lot of people, and play, play a lot different of clubs cool places, and yeah. different cool venues, and 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 that was that was like a big uh, key, the first kind of key thing that. We were like, oh, we might actually be able to like really do something like when when we were playing in the city, you know, even at restaurants and things, and people were just really excited about it, and and we we kind of you know we get contact and be oh we we put you up for this award, and we didn't know anything about the award or anything about that the per, the that person even saw yeah. us do a thing. So we've so had a lot was, of cool things that have just yeah. kind of popped up because yeah. of where we're we're playing and, and mm-hmm. the kind of people we've yeah. met and who but we're I playing guess for. Everything happens for a reason. Yeah. Um, and before we talk about all of the things, um, let's stop right here uh, for just a brief second and talk about uh, your recommendations. Uh, because mm. for anyone new here, um, we start each episode on this podcast with a segment called just simply recommendation of the week mm-hmm. uh, in which I or my guests, um, make a recommendation to the listeners, um, something that they can watch or read or listen to or buy or smell or mm-hmm. taste, just mm-hmm. something that you think we, the listeners and, and me might uh, find funny or thought-provoking or just simply enjoyable. So mm. uh, you can choose one thing or multiple ones, uh, but what did you pick for your recommendations? What have you got? Lead off. You want to go? I'll lead off. Um, I I I was trying to think about some some influential music to me, and then I realized there's probably too much influential music to get into. But uh, there, I, I don't want to like plug it. But we have a a Spotify playlist uh, that we change every month. It's like new songs every month, and it's all songs that we like to listen to slash have all like listened to growing up. Um, so that's a, that's a thing. Um, but also 
my other recommendation right now currently would be I don't I don't know if it's it's probably on Netflix everywhere at this point but um the new uh the new Bo Burnham comedy special on Netflix I'm a big fan and it's very thought provoking and um yeah that's my recommendation if anyone will. Okay awesome and since you made a recommendation mm-hmm. for something to watch I'll recommend something to do because I've done this recently and it's been quite good. Um, especially if you're a creative person and you're you're creating things or if you're just any kind of person, I think it, it's helpful is if you keep just a book and you kind of, when you have ideas, you just kind of write them down in your book. And then at some point you'll look back and you'll be like, wow, I have so many ideas mm. that I'm sitting on. So oh, yeah, I think that, that's a like good... Like an insight notebook. Yeah, because a lot of times you you know you think of things throughout your day, and or especially if you're a creative person, and you for you know you just don't even think about them again. You just kind of are like, oh, that's funny or that's a good idea, and then you just don't even think about them again. So mm. you know, jot them down, even if it's just in your phone in like a note. Yeah, but just make sure okay. you're you're putting stuff down, and then that's yeah. A lot of times I'll I love I'll, that. I'll, yeah. I use like voice memos all the time. I have like a million <laughs> voice memos on my. <laughs> on my phone yeah so. i prefer also i think i mean i have one of these notebooks here even mm-hmm. like a small small notebook uh, uh-huh. thing but i've like used it for a month and then i decided you know what i'm gonna do the same thing but on my phone but i guess yeah. teach their own <laughs> yeah. uh, you can also you know uh use the notebook or the voice memos and i think yeah you would be surprised how many good ideas you have like in a shower or when you go for a run yeah, yeah, or yeah. when you just kind of sit with your grandma and she you when know, you least start expect to talk it about... you never yeah. yeah you never know yeah, when exactly when a good idea is gonna happen yeah too. so sometimes i'll be, be like uh, sometimes i'll be in this even in this city just walking around and i'll have a an idea for any like a melody of a song or a- anything like that and so i'll take my phone and i'll put the voice memo on and i'll like act like i'm on a phone call so that people don't think i'm crazy humming them <laughs> humming to myself into the phone like this but yeah. Okay, so I'm gonna. What I'm gonna do is I'm gonna put uh, Matt's recommendation as a link, and I guess you know John is John's recommendation is just a call to action. Start you your insight journal. Um, so thank you so much for uh, your recommendations. Um, thank you for asking. And now, <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> and now, uh, like all the professional therapists, I want to start. <laughs> At the beginning, uh, when you were just little boys <laughs> in Long Island, because I don't know, I want to truly understand what and who made you guys into the actors and just performers that you are. Because, well, I think this podcast kind of is like therapy. I mean, mm. I love getting into <laughs> little details or past traumas. Um, because like I've discussed uh, with Ma yesterday when we spoke, um, a lot of people when they see high achievers or world-class performers or just simply very ambitious people, I think not a lot of people think about where that drive comes from. And I think very often that drive comes from traumas or past situations that were somehow painful or uncomfortable. Um, and that is, I think, partially um, where my drive comes from. Uh, so I don't want to project anything on mm-hmm. you guys. But do you know if um, the drive to be great actors and mus- musicians um, comes from 
something it doesn't have to be negative that happened in your mm -hmm. childhood sure i i think that we had a very um like i don't know if comfortable is the right word but we we had a very nice childhood um a, a, with a nice you know family life and and lots of support uh but there's always things you know that that even at that time i, I don't even know if we we realized it was it was like negatively impacting us or or neg like we were feeling negative about it but but you know there there were times where uh, especially in early school like elementary school um when you know we were very different you know we did a lot of things we 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 played a lot of sports and we um you know, performed in, in shows and musicals and things. We did music. And um, I think people thought of us as, as different. Like, it, it sometimes felt like we were outsiders a little bit. Well, I would say it even goes further back in there. than that. I would say that, um, I would say that the reason people felt that way was we always kind of had a, we always loved to entertain people and we always loved to, um, you know, just be whatever we were, were trying to be. We, we loved, you know, being, being good at it. Um, and we weren't always good at it, whatever we were trying, but we, mm. we love to be good at, at things. And I think partially because it's, we're twins. And so we, that's kind of, there was always, you know, a, a goal to at least be as good as the other one at whatever was, was happening. Um, and then so that kind of really started our our drive for for being good at things and then or, and being very entertaining. And so then when we got to, you know, got to school, we, we already had that. And then pe people saw that and kind of we never really cared about um, like f blending into the crowd or, or fitting in necessarily Um in that way like we never minded being being good you know we weren't we were never really apologetic yeah. for for being good at whatever um or, or trying that's, to be and um <laughs> so i think that's kind of and then that sort of people and certain people were very supportive especially our family and 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 things like that mm. but the the people who sort of weren't supportive who kind of said well you're just you know, you're you're trying to be too much more than what you are, kind of deal. Um, I feel like those people have influenced us a lot in terms of now our drive to, to yeah. There, there's only I feel like it would be very hard to find someone who, who's done a lot in their life that it it didn't start in a place of someone telling them that they they probably couldn't do couldn't do it yeah. so yeah i mean it's never it's never really phased us if only to but to make us you know work harder and and uh prove people wrong you have to have people you know that well and you equally have to have people that you're you know even if you you operate that way which we kind of do is you know you have people that you're trying to prove wrong but you're also you know, have to remember that you have people that you're trying to prove right. Mm. You know, the people that are supporting yeah. you, you want to do it for them so that they, you know. So it's it's a lot of things. There's a lot of motivations. Mm. Yeah, to, I get to it. Find. Um, so you kind of grew up like um, 
the real life Troy Boltons. I mean, uh, doing both uh, sports and, and theater. Um, and I can imagine that it wasn't easy. Um, and like you said, that people from one of those worlds did not understand the importance of the other. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I wouldn't be surprised out because of my own experience if... Um, you had people, right, telling you that you cannot do both. You have mm-hmm. to choose. Uh, but I know that you didn't succumb to these, <laughs> um, well, expectations, which I love and I admire. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would say that there are a lot of people, including me sometimes, who struggle with staying true to themselves uh, when the world tells them to do X or tells them no. And... Um, so can you give advice um, on how to, well, I guess, stop being a people pleaser in that mm-hmm. sense and find your own path and not succumb to these kind of expectations that the, um, the, your environment has yeah. for you? Well, that's, I mean, I guess the first thing is that's hard to do for anyone, for, you know, for us in- included. Mm-hmm. Um and for I, you know, I imagine for everybody, but that it's kind of what you have to think about is there are certain things that are that are limiting things that kind of limit you, and then there are certain things that aren't. It's you know, so you have to kind of look at something. If you're if you're worried that you're being put in a certain uh, box or or you're you're not being able to be so true to yourself because you're trying to please X, Y, and Z. Um, Look at it and sort of say, is this, one, is this what I want? You know, always, always think, what do I want? Even if you don't do what you want, even if you then end up doing something that's, you don't want to do, but you're doing it to please somebody. Think about, you know, always know at least, okay, even though I'm doing this just to please somebody, that's not what I want. And then I would say that think about, like for us, there were there are some very hard limits on on what you know what we were doing, especially with sports and and theater, and so we kind of grew up with the idea that you know, and our parents told us this, and and that's why we thought this, but of you know, at some point somebody will tell you, oh, you're not good enough to go to the next level with this, you know, or or you know, or we you just, we wouldn't want you to, just, or, or we decide that we wouldn't want to go to the next level, you know, like you, you know, can't. You can't just show up somewhere and decide, you know, hey, I'm going to be in your show. You know, I'm good enough. Like, that, you know, you either at some point you just don't make it to the next level. Yeah. So, it's, so that yeah. that was kind of we were always taught that when we were younger, that when someone would say, oh, you have to choose. And then it's we kind of realized, well, you know, as long as people as long as want they you to want be us to do this, this and they want us to do this, then we'll do then it. Why I mean, not like, do it? And, yeah. and it was hard. I mean, it was a lot of time. Yeah, and a, and it, a lot of it came down to, especially in our college, you know, uh, in high school and 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 middle school and, and leading up to, you know, our college days and later in life, we, you know, the the choice is is kind of yours, um, you know, the the schedules are are demanding, but it's not, it's more flexible, you know, when you're younger, it just is, but uh, when we, you know, when we were in college, there was it was very you know, each thing was very demanding. You know, we were in the, we were in the theaters, so we did you know a lot of uh, we 
be in rehearsals for shows uh, pretty much all night, you know, starting around like five or six in the afternoon. Uh, we'd have football in the morning from about 5 a.m., you know, to about 8 a.m. And then, then we'd have class from 8 a.m. pretty much through all throughout the day until the rehearsal at 5, a, uh, yeah. 5 p.m. So, so some days we were waking up at 4.30 in the morning mm-hmm. and getting to, to sleep, you know, around midnight, midnight. and then doing so it again. I, for, feel like, you know, I feel like I've been, uh, you know, not appreciating you guys when thinking that, no, you're go- not going to, you know, get up for 8 a.m. for an interview. Yeah, no, <laughs> but, no, we're very, no, yeah, my yeah, respect. Yeah. 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 It's, yeah, it's, um, so there's that, you know, and, and part of that is, um, we got lucky in a sense, you know, we played, you know, American football, uh, at school and did the shows and, and the schedules just kind of worked, you know, so, some days there were days there, they're kind of things that can be missed for each. And there are things that can't be missed. And there were also, you know, we, like we said, you know, each party, wanted us to be there right pretty but badly this, so, so this is my point we so, we the they, they, they were able to missed, say okay you you can go got, do that right we got we lucky can miss that, you here that, for this that, you know you know maybe other people you know in the same position would have said no you can't miss this to go do that you know you know so we we got lucky in that sense but yeah. um and if we had if we i'm sure we have some um listeners that well there may be no wanted in both things. Would you have any quick advice uh, for those people struggling with something that they want to do, but the world tells them no? Well, that's, you know, to a certain extent, what's nice about um, the world these days is there's kind of a lot of opportunities mm-hmm. to sort of try to find what works for you and and what you want to do and what works you know however you ha- it works you but- have to well you have to have a i think first off you you have to you know and and this this goes for everyone that that does anything you know especially artistic um you have to develop a sense at some point you have to have a a, a look in the mirror kind of thing and really start to truly see yourself the way you are, whether that's the way you want to be or not, you have to, you know, I remember in college, you know, you think uh, certain things about yourself, especially as as a performer, let's say, and you, you know, you feel like, oh, I'm, you know, I was the biggest fish in this, in this little pond. And then you show up to, to college or university and it's, you're much smaller fish in a much bigger pond. So it's having to have a real conversation with yourself and be like, this isn't, I don't want, I'm not, Mm -hmm. you know, especially musical theater, you know, I I can't, this singing this is tough for me right now, doing this, you know, this accessing, if I'm doing an acting scene and I'm trying to access a certain emotion, I can't do it, you know, And, and being honest with yourself yeah, that's and the only you have way to, to grow. That's the only way to grow you is know, to be but honest it also with yourself. Is, but, but then there's also a sense that um, I think that there's always a way for anyone to do anything. And and really you only can do that if you're super honest with yourself. But there's always something. I mean, there's always something that pe- – like you see things all the time that you're like, 
wow, maybe I wouldn't have thought of this person being able to do that, like actors in a movie or, or this person doing this, but they, they're doing it so unique to themselves and they're doing it their own way that it works. I mean, you see things on YouTube all yeah. the time that are, that are crazy things that seem so silly and so goofy, but people love it. Mm-hmm. So you never know, you know, you got to kind of just find what you want to do and then what works right. on top of that. And it might, you might have to think outside yeah. the box, but it might, you know. Or you might have to change. You know, I remember there were things that I wanted to change about myself as a performer, you know, as a singer. Yeah. You know, that I needed to work on that I was like, that's not, you know, I'm not good enough doing that yet. You know, and then the only what but the only way to really change is to have a real honest sense with yourself, you know, of Yeah, so honesty the, honesty right, is the key, being honest the, the, the key your, here. Yeah. Being honest with yourself yeah. is the big that's okay. what I would say. Thanks. Thanks for that. Yeah. Um I also want to kind of get back to the um, like the technical aspects of things mm-hmm. um because i think getting becoming performers and getting into the entertainment business is like hard as it is and it always has been um but your situation is a bit different mm-hmm. um than for all of the people in the past because now you're doing it in the age of social media and technology and I guess, how do you think that that business and becoming performance is different now in comparison to what it was like before? Do you think it, the industry has changed or the ways mm-hmm. to grow and um, become something in that industry is, is now different? Um, especially as musicians, it's very different now mm-hmm. than it used to be. I, we weren't around back you know when it used to be like when elvis was was like you know making music stuff like that but but at that time you know as an example there were people you know eight a and r people you know from a record label would go out and they do you know they'd be like looking for talent and they would you know they were looking to take people that had just a raw kind of talent and develop them and turn them into a, a star kind of thing, you know, give them song, you know, yeah. they had songwriters, you know, um, it's very different now. There's not, we even, we even had a, a, a meeting with a, with a record label and, and the, the record label really liked us this is back in college. They really liked us. Um, and they were, but they were like, you know, we don't, we're not developing talent at all you know so once you you know if you you know build your following then then this will be a good situation for us Uh and you know we'll and and so so in that way you have to kind of right now there's a lot of act it's it's a two-sided coin there's a lot of great access and ability now for people to do their own thing and and make their own thing on your own yeah. yeah right get yourself out there you know we we record everything in our home, you know, everything that we put out. So it's... And it's, even look at someone like Billie Eilish. I mean, she... Right. That's how she started. Right. So it's... Right. You could make it... You, you could, could do it you all could really yourself. do it, you really you know, can if you, if you choose to. On your to. own, which is great. That's like never right. been yeah. done before. I mean, it's, the, it's more... Definitely it's more accessible for everyone. Yeah. yeah. The flip side of that is... You have to do it all on your own a lot of, it, a lot of times, you know? Like, you, you're... It's... And it, it makes it hard and it makes it very 
daunting knowing that, you know, the whole world is at your fingertips. You could do whatever you want. Mm -hmm. Now do choose something, do whatever you want, do, you know, and make it right, you know, and everything that you, that you put out is always, is just going to be out there for everyone, you know? And it's, it's, so it's, it's, there's two sides of that. Yeah. Yeah, So um, it's uh, easier and not the same. It's harder. Right. Yeah, exactly. Right. right, right. So, but it's, again, it's, it's kind of like we were talking about before, you kind of have to, um, you know, you have to just see, really look and think what, where are my opportunities? Like Mm. what, what are, what are, what can I do that will take me forward? You know, in, in what I want. And it's easy also to 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 get caught up in all of the the noise of social media, you know, and the internet. Yeah. And it's easy to, you know, feel like, oh, I'm releasing this thing and everyone's going to hear it, whether it's good or not. Like back in the day, you know, when when Elvis put out, you know, if Elvis put out 10 songs you know, the, the two good ones would be played on the radio and no one would ever hear the other eight. You know, yeah. not that right, Elvis right. put out a bunch of bad songs, but that's just <laughs> an, as, as an example. Yeah, sure. So, but, you know, now it's 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 also feels kind of, it's it's hard sometimes to put something out. You know, it's hard to be like, this is ready to release. Because the other thing is, you know, you're doing it all on your own. You could just sit on something and and work on it forever. Like a song will never be like done, you know. So it's there's always like something to be fixed or redone or this and that. Like so it's it's yeah. I feel like social media and and the ease of technology sometimes makes it very hard. It's changed. Yeah. To yeah. Just and also make, I just think what has a played a big role in just a change is um, all the streaming platforms, right? Mm-hmm. So now you don't sell your records and your CDs or whatever it is, um, but you put your songs on Spotify or iTunes mm-hmm. and wish for the best. And I, I'm not sure how it works, but I don't think like Spotify really like pays you guys. Um, they they re they pretty recently adjusted how you know the, a lot of the streaming sites they're still trying to work out they're, they're, the best they've way recently, to pay artists yeah uh kind of boosted a little bit like how much an artist makes just based off streams because that's the other thing mm-hmm. like no one's like no one's buying music anymore you know yeah, like exactly. like our parents tell our relatives like our older buy relatives on like, buy it on itunes but like nobody no one's really buying is an album on itunes like unless you're older now. like you're not i don't I just have the music, you know, I use like, yeah, and Apple you can music find it anywhere. Spotify. You can find it on Spotify. YouTube. You can find it on Apple music and, and yeah, Spotify. So, so why the way would people you, are you consuming know? music now is just like way different than it ever was. And it's, you yeah. know, it's again, there's more it access the musicians too. Yeah. There's, there's more access to people. You know, we have people from, from all of the, of you, like you listen to our stuff and you liked our stuff. If, if it wasn't for, the st- probably for the streaming platforms or for social media, you would have ne- probably never heard our music yeah. at all. So it's so yeah. it's very good in terms it's of amazing it's, in it's a lot a, of again, ways. it's it's easier than it's ever been to kind of spread whatever you've got to the to the world. Right, but if you're spreading doo doo, well, then it all smells like doo doo. Yeah, yeah. If that makes any sense. I mean, we have the E for a specific podcast, so you can say shit, you can say fuck. We are <laughs> all about that. Yeah. <laughs> 
it was like the biggest decision when I started the podcast. Do I want to make it explicit or not? And I decided yeah. to go for it. I, I really, <laughs> Why the fuck I not? think yeah. it changes the conversation and makes people more comfortable. Um, especially at the beginning when I say shit or something, the guest is like, oh, okay, now I get where I am. <laughs> yeah. And they're more comfortable and yeah. Yeah. it just makes everything Mm-hmm. makes everything easier um yeah i also wanted to ask you guys i assume that you mm-hmm. are asked this a lot but i'm i'm really curious how it is to work and spend so much time with one sibling uh because i mean as much as i love my sister i think we would kill each other if we mm-hmm. worked with each other and also that our livelihood depended on that work mm-hmm. um But at least from what it looks like, you guys uh, have a great relationship. Uh, you know, correct me if I'm wrong. Um, but do you think that it is something that comes naturally to you or that the relationship is a result of like a serious work that you have done to improve that relationship? Um, I think we are in a lot of ways very similar. We, we think about things the same way. And I think that in some ways we're very dissimilar. And I think that it's given us a a really um, powerful relationship, you know, especially when it comes to like making things. Uh, but it also, you know, it, it's, it's, it's difficult sometimes when you have something, you know, when you have two people that feels equally strong about the same thing that if you're you know if you're working on a song and and he thinks you know it should be this and I think it should be this you know sometimes you want to like rip each other's hair out you know so it's like yeah. it's that's the, I think that's it like we we have a very good relationship you know and it's what you were asking about you know working with someone so spending so much time um you know anyone you spend a lot of time with you're gonna you're going to drive each other crazy sometimes, you know, but yeah. um, there's a balance in that too, because you could be the best of friends. You know, we're, if when we're just not doing anything, we're the best of friends, you know, and trying to find a balance of like when, you know, when you're getting frustrated or whatever, and you're trying to make something, you know, the, and the frustration comes from, you know, a lot of times it just, for example, like this album that we had just, we just put out, Um, you know, we spent like about a month pretty much all the time, you know, in this one little room and it was very, we, we were very happy with it and proud of it. And the more happy and proud that we were of it, the more scrutinizing we were of it. And, and then, you know, that's when it's like the, the princess and the pea, like the smallest little, disagreement on a thing gets so amplified than when you're when you're feeling yeah. like oh this is so close to being just right what now mm-hmm. I don't want to like let that slip away you know so yeah it's you know it's that's just how a, a relation especially like a work slash brotherly relationship yeah I'm just absolutely um jealous of hmm. that uh, and because I've been trying Uh, to really work on um, for ex- yeah my relationship with my sister mm. and 
I don't know. I've just I've because I've been searching for <laughs> someone to um, tell me what to do because it's really it's it's hard, you know. And I it's well, that's like hard to do. Everyone yeah. talks about how to be a better, you know, a partner, but not a lot of people talk about how to be a better sibling. Yeah, that, and that's hard to do. I mean, and sometimes it's it's hard. Like it's it's it can be a lot easier, obviously, to get along with a stranger than it can be with your siblings sometimes because it's you you don't know anything about them. You don't know their every detail like you'll like you'll know of your brother or your sister. Well, yeah, there's also certain things you'll say to your sibling that you don't that you wouldn't say. To, to someone if you know if some musician yeah. we just hired some musician to come in yeah because you know, you know you they're they're weak you wouldn't points. be so yeah right but, so that's and hard and you know and that's like a bluntness yeah. there's like a frankness it which is which helps get to the bottom of things really quickly you know yeah there's not a lot of like wasted time in it but it also can sometimes yeah if you're not if you're not careful it can become like well yeah and i would say it could be you know rude or i would or like, say that it's, you know, don't anyone, uh, you know, you or anyone who, who might be thinking a, a similar thing is it's certainly not easy. I mean, it's not um, like we ha- over the years have had to make like concerted efforts um, to say, OK, we're going to we got to work on this aspect of, of this or the, you know, this aspect of, of how we work together, or how we, you know, so it's it's especially when you're when you're working with your sibling it's you have to you know i don't i don't think it comes that easy for anyone yeah you know so it's it's definitely i wouldn't get down on on yourself over feeling like it's not that relationship could be this or could be that or it's not you want to work on it cuz everyone needs to work on it it's not yeah you know it's not like a a magic thing which yeah. i think takes a lot of the pressure off mhm yeah Thanks um, for that. I guess there's no perfect. Um, if I mean family too, but but I guess the relationship with like siblings is completely like a unique thing, and it's mm. always something that mm. that there are problems because I guess you like grow up um, that with the animal instincts of like kind of fighting for the parent's attention um, because it's your caregiver it's who feeds you and it's like your animal instinct is like this is my kind of enemy because well we are fighting for these resources and I guess from that it that it stems from just it being hard because that kind of like just competition I guess yeah. it, mm-hmm. it, it, it never stops um, yeah so I, so I guess it's hard to, uh, because of that um, I also, one of the things that I have been struggling with, I mean, I'm, this is really ter- therapy. I'm just talking about all of the things that, and I, I mean, I maybe started it like, it's like therapy for you guys, but it's mostly, it's just therapy for me. I'm just inviting mm-hmm. people and just like, please yeah. tell me what to do. Me, please tell me what to do. Yeah. So the, one of yeah, I'm here. Um, I'm Julia, and one of the things that I am struggling <laughs> with is imposter syndrome, and it's hard. And I can imagine that being in the entertainment business um, and acting and singing and playing, it I I would imagine that the imposter syndrome would be something that you um, experience mm. uh, often. Um, 
And did you, over time, learn how to deal with it? Or maybe mm-hmm. um, to... You, you maybe you experience it less and less um how um what would you say to all of the people who are struggling well, with imposter syndrome i think that again it's kind of it's very isolating when you there's a thing that we have in society these days or or it kind of used to happen and now it's happening less where we kind of you know stigmatize things like that to the point that you say you know once you say that that's how you're feeling, then you're kind of isolated and and alienated. And so I think that a lot of the pressure of that, which causes that in a way, uh, fades away when you start to realize that, okay, everybody feels like that. Mm -hmm. I can guarantee you everybody, because we've met all kinds of people, fancy people, and everybody sort of feels like, what am I doing here? I don't even know. I just kind of showed up here. There's a thing of I got here. Well, I don't, well... Yeah, but there's also, you know, like as an example, this conversation that we're having right now, you know, and the way you, you know, found us and reached out to us and it's amazing. And it also is like very surreal. You know, there's there's things like you'll never um, be satisfied about, you know, the, the growth of, you know, we have like what, like almost we have like four, almost 14,000 followers on our Instagram and the John and Matt of a year ago that had you know like four or five thousand followers on our Instagram would have been like whoa that's crazy and then as you as you grow more you almost feel like then there's so much more to grow and then it's yeah. it, it it becomes a thing of both imposter syndrome which you know it's like why am I why People like our music like it's it's just music that we came up with like it's why we're not the Beatles you know and uh and I'm sure feeling. the Beatles thought that we're just well, the Beatles the, the Beatles right, kind exactly. of yeah and, and it, well especially I mean you look at interviews because I love watching interviews with people I guess that's another subtle recommendation I have I know it was meant to be earlier but watch interviews of people that you like mm-hmm. and watch them talk about what they're yeah, they do. YouTube is and you'll you'll your mind awesome will be blown because it's like they'll talk about all the time. They would be like, you know, you think you take a, any Beatles song that you love. And, and a lot of the time how they recorded their songs was the record company said, OK, we need three songs by Saturday. And then they'd say to each other, all right, so we'll go into the studio on Thursday and we'll have us three songs by Saturday. Thursday, we'll do one Thursday, one Friday and one Saturday. And that was how they like wrote a lot of their songs. Yeah, so it's... and it wasn't like the, the, listening to you know. There's there's some great interviews of uh, you know Paul McCartney talking about a lot of the, like the greatest songs of all time. Like yesterday, you know, he talks about how like was the, all the lonely people. What is that called? Uh, Eleanor Rigby. Eleanor Rigby. <laughs> he didn't have a name for the song. He didn't have a name for that character. He knew he wanted it to be da 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 da. Like it worked, that's what worked in the melody. And he was like, they were like, you know, they were like passing by a pub or they were like, they needed, he needed a character in this for the song. And he, they were passing by a pub and he was like, McKinley's pub, Father McKenzie, Father McKinley. And he like just picked it based on like the the name of the pub that he found. Yeah. And it was like, yeah. things and, and, that like, 
you and think like this yeah. was you think that this like was like some kind thing. of a you know or or even just like you know you imagine so calculated like a Michelangelo painting you know and standing there for hours and right just and scrutinizing everything <laughs> and a lot of the stuff but that, a lot of the that stuff you that feel like is like classic stuff the timeless thing came out and so I'm sure that Paul McCartney was like I don't you know I, I don't feel like a, a genius for coming up with this thing melody that on came pub, to me in a you know, dream you know or whatever yeah so it's it's you you know it's you have you to have imagine everyone grapples in with it yeah yeah Every, everyone 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 everybody starts somewhere i mean and has and a feeling of, of and, that kind of yeah and everyone we've met has has had that sort yeah, of feeling so it's and so just say okay that's not you know that's just how people feel about their own stuff you're always very skeptical and that's not to say that you can't have something you know and and every time we do this and have something that we feel like um wow that was actually good you know what we're you know yeah. to the point that we don't feel imposter syndrome about it and we're like wow that's just good i mean people should like that that's like i like us. that that sounds you know, pretty that's good great. yeah um <laughs> every time we every time you do that you know you're like, okay, that's never going to happen again. Great. Yeah. You know, good thing I had one. But but, but it always happens the, again. Yeah, but it, coming I mean, to the conclusion that, like, you just have to just... Just be true it, to yourself you and trust it, yourself. You can and, accept that there's going to be that feeling and just trusting yourself and just deciding that... And just yeah, do I, it. I do it. I do this. And because why it. not? I, I think a lot of times, and it's it's because of social media... Um, or that's you know exacerbated it but it's i think a lot of times we value ourselves subconsciously our worth of ourselves based off of the success of the stuff that we do yeah yeah especially creative stuff can feel like that because it's coming from somewhere inside you it's not you're not doing math problems and they're telling Mm -hmm. you that you're getting them wrong Mm -hmm. you know because a lot of times especially acting and stuff because there are no no right answers exactly and and when you're say you're auditioning for something or you you show someone a song and if they don't like you if they don't pick you if they don't like the song it almost feels like oh they don't like me because i showed up i did the the scene you know and they didn't like me so they yeah it's like the example you know if 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 you were like a door-to-door uh salesman and you sold brooms and the, oh, you, you know, probably wouldn't be too successful. So maybe, brooms, <laughs> but the idea is like if I'm going to sell a broom, and I knock on a door and I say, "Here's my bro- my broom. I worked hard on this broom. You want to buy this broom?" And the person says no and slams the door in your face. It feels bad, but it feels less bad. It's like oh, they don't want they don't my want, broom. They don't, they, right? Yeah. They don't like this broom. But when you're the broom. The broom probably feels pretty bad feels, every time right, the door slams. The broom feels terrible. So, like, our like for our example, that's like, a lot either of either our music world. or our you know yeah, me being... as an actor. If I go into audition for a part, I'm that I'm the broom and the salesman. Yeah. So it's it's very <laughs> personal and it can be very uh, you know demoralizing. Like it also comes back to a sense of like you really do. I hate to say this, but like you you really do need some kind of support like i feel like you need some kind of validation i mean we've always had that yeah so maybe that's why i feel that way maybe you don't need it but i feel like if i if no, well, no, i feel I like think validation yeah. is important right like, if, um to make sure that you don't have imposter syndrome sure you have to work on the way you perceive yourself but it's like normal again it's animal instincts that we crave um 
people's opinions and we compare ourselves because without it we wouldn't know on like what level of the status ladder we are Mm -hmm. and I think sure we don't we're not we shouldn't seek validation for just the sake of our mental health Mm -hmm. but I think some kind of um critical uh, advice on where you fall when it comes to the hierarchy of how can you improve i think it's mm-hmm. it's important um just i think it's just important to make sure that you find a source that is um, healthy it's not praising mm-hmm. you and it, one and it's not also putting you down and uh, but there's like a, this good balance mm-hmm. and that this feedback helps you to kind of be yourself but i think yeah, i think valida- validation in some way uh, is necessary right and it comes ba- it goes back to what we were talking about before and and like being honest with yourself like if if you're putting yourself out there and you're really giving it everything you got and everyone's you know you've gotten your thing out there and and no one wants it it doesn't mean it's not valuable but it's that's like a th- moment of like you just Am even, I, even well, you have to evaluate and say, to, is to the do. product something that's, that that's viable? Yeah. I mean, and and you don't always have to do things that are viable. Like we'll do certain things that we know, okay, this isn't going to be like we have a song called "Chain Smoking Acrobat," and it's kind of it's like crazy, and we love it. But it's, it's weird. Like it's, it's a weird. It's song. very strange. We knew it was a weird song at the and, time, uh, and we, we just, kind of we, said. I don't. This isn't gonna be, you know, people aren't gonna spread this, this around. Gonna but biggest they're commercial gonna be, success. They're gonna be certain people that love this, right? And we and love we it, love it. So. so there's, we just kind of put it out because you, you know, in this day and age, you can just put out anything. And, and well, that's the other thing that also helps the imposter syndrome is we'll be doing, you know, we do live shows on our Instagram once a week, and uh, we'll be doing our live shows, and people will come in and ask for songs that even we forgot about or like didn't like we're stunned like people have come in and said like oh do do chain smoking acrobat we're like why do you even know that song like that was just a song (laughs) we put out because we we liked it but it wasn't like it's so there's it's always whatever you put out if it's if it's of any uh quality just make sure you like it right make sure you like it and it's it's always going to be for someone you know there's songs like you know, there are songs that even when you're working on your own album, right? This album that we just did, there were songs that, you know, we, you know, it feels like we, there were songs that we liked the best. You know, there were songs that we thought were going to be, you know, and there are always songs or that songs surprise that you, you. think are going to be the right. most successful. Right. Or, and there are always the songs that surprise you. But there's also like coming to the feeling of like someone this is well, very often your judgment is not the best judgment right, right? and this yeah. and, and coming to the conclusion that like this song like if i if i'm not sure about this song from the album let's say as an example and this album we didn't have any songs that we were like doubt you know doubting at all but we if if you're unsure about this song and this has happened before you know when we were putting out music coming to the conclusion coming to the idea that like this song is going to be someone's favorite song of ours yeah. Even if it's our least favorite song yeah, we've ever done, we, this someone's gonna feel been, like this is their there favorite song of ours. People who have come into our show, like you said, that have said, 
any of our we've we've put out what maybe like in terms of original songs you know 15 15 songs something like that we've had someone come in and mention every single song at this point wow and And it's 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 amazing like it's it's amazing it's a very and so so always yeah know that if you like it someone's gonna like it someone will find something that they like about it because you like it so why would anyone else like it then that's all you can do is you all you can do and is through social media like you can always find that person who who likes yeah. it so right. yeah. it comes right. back to that um performing nowadays it's different because although it is hard to kind of um stand out of the crowd of the people mm. uh yeah. you can it's easier to find people who will like your shit who will yeah. really understand that that the, the vibe is the same and yeah. they will really enjoy it yeah just and and the advice on that is i guess just keep doing it and do it i think sometimes people will shy away and this is kind of how we were you know at a, to a certain extent at one point people will shy away from doing more and more and more because they're kind of like oh well this isn't working but I would say do it so much that you and try so many different things, you know, and as long as it's true to yourself, try, try, try until you find, oh, this got a little bit more action than the la- than the other things I did. So let me do some more stuff like this. And then you kind of say, OK, what yeah. what can I take from this that's right. working and, really and well it, and change it to make it work even better? Right. And, and it's easy to become like super precious about stuff, you know, especially music in our experience. Uh and realizing also that, like, you know, we, the Beatles are not a great example, but it, realizing that, like, most people, most, like, the big famous music artists that, that you know or anyone knows, you know, they've, the biggest artists, you know, have put out, you know, they have, like, two to four, you know, kind of classic songs, you know, out of, you know, the Beatles put out hundreds of songs, you know, and they and they probably th- maybe thousands. I don't know. Like so Beatles, the Beatles were a group yeah, that put out I've a, tons of songs. They've been they are The Beatles are the great example of the 10,000 hour rule that they have. Um, I've read a book about them mm-hmm. uh, on the, the Outliers book by Malcolm Gladwell. Love it. I read that. Love book. It. Yeah. And, yeah. And he writes that they have been. I think it was the Beatles that they have been performing in like Germany and mm. on like you know the whole night for like these really nothing um, clubs um, mm-hmm. and that's where they've put these ten thousand hours of practice and they probably mm-hmm. had many songs that came through that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and 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 exactly. There's that it's just putting in the time and trusting that like you know there are a lot of Beatles songs. I haven't heard all the Beatles songs, but there are Beatles songs that I hate that are that are like just seemingly like bad songs, you know. And then like when you hear a bad Beatles song, your 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 confidence almost goes up, and it's like I don't every song I put out doesn't have to be the greatest or song and of all time. That could, be, you know, like, that could be anything, you know. That could be whether you make videos or write articles or you know whatever. Not everything right. has to be so precious or at least to you because i'm sure there's certain things that any i'm sure there are certain things that have been out there in the world that the beatles or anybody else have thought okay this isn't our best number but you know like i know that john mayer talks about 
his song Daughters, which was a huge hit, obviously. And he talks about that he still doesn't he didn't understand. want that song to he be released. He, he didn't, didn't understand record, why it became he, so popular right, and it won were, the Grammy and he was devastated because he thought that someone else should have won the Grammy that year. It was like, and he really felt yeah, that way. And it's, yeah. so no matter what you do, just do it. And, and people and there is a there is something you said that, yeah, you want to, you know, you, you want to make sure, especially when you're, when you're beginning and making an impression, you know, you want to make sure that you're putting stuff out there no matter what you that's do the best anything, you can do at the moment that you that you're yeah. proud of what you've put out you know you don't want to put something out that gives a bad first impression because then you know that's that's just the the honest truth of this business is you know you have to make a good impression on people otherwise no one you know no one will listen yeah so you know there's a balance and um yeah just it goes back to I like if, you are you do you like it are you happy with it then it's probably yeah. and exposing yourself to also um bad work makes you feel more comfortable you know when you only listen to the greatest hits every song that you do will not be enough but if right, you right. um also sometimes do the research and see the bad stuff uh, i guess that helps that helps too <laughs> um and before we part ways i also just want to ask um, one thing, uh, because I presume, and you also said that there are a lot of reasons why you do what you do, and there are a lot of different drivers. I'm sure mm -hmm. that part of it is because you want to entertain, but also probably because you enjoy it, and uh, probably I think a small part has to be, you know, the craving for status and attention which i think ev everyone has sure. uh, because you know this is like the urge that is at the foundation of uh, humanity mm -hmm. uh, but i think apart from all of these reasons i mean i wonder how big of a reason is um like the therapeutic aspect of creating art because i personally i i feel like when i'm creating um it is so it's as if I, I'm creating another version of myself. Mm. Um when I you know when I'm writing something or when I'm trying to write a song or when I'm drawing, it's it's as if it I, I don't know, it's I find it very liberating. And do do you also feel that? Do you think like what you do um has a therapeutic aspect um and helps you get through the shit and uh, in uh -huh. life i think definitely i mean i i think it's that way with everything it doesn't have to be anything creative but whatever you love doing i think just doing it is very therapeutic now like creative stuff is like inordinately therapeutic like it's so therapeutic um and sometimes that makes it hard well i was gonna say yeah i i feel like i um you know, I almost like when I'm writing a song, I I almost struggle, you know, because when things get like too personal and it's like a battle, you know, that you have to face because like some of my best, you know, my I feel like my best songs are very very personal and it's and it's you're all you almost like become your own therapist, especially writing a song. You know, it's it's the idea of like what am I trying to say? Like not that like not what do I like want to say in this song? What do I honestly feel about you know whatever I'm writing about? Like that coming so intimate with mm -hmm. your how you feel is hard. Sometimes. It's hard, and sometimes I mean there's different ways to do it. Like I've kind of discovered 
but there's a couple ways that I like to write songs. I could either write, there's like three ways that I've written songs. I can kind of, if I have a friend who's going through something and I, and I know them really well and I know very intimately what they're going through, I can kind of write the song from their point of view. And, and sometimes that can be very therapeutic for yourself because you can kind of look at their, what they're going through and kind of like take the bits and pieces of what you learn without feeling like it's personal to you and feeling like, oh, I'm upset because this is my, I'm going through this. Um, Then there's obviously you can look at it through your own lens, which could be really hard, but can be very rewarding if you can do it. Um, But that, that obviously feels very therapeutic because it's you and you're saying, okay, I'm working out this stuff with myself. And sometimes you won't come up with anything, you know, you won't feel any, like you, um, you've accomplished anything, but sometimes you'll feel like you did, you know, and sometimes you'll feel like, wow, I, I didn't think about this this way. And now I, I do. This is great. Yeah. And then the third way is sometimes even just creating a character, you know, like I'll write a song for about, you know, it could be anything. It could be happiness or heartbreak or a story or anything. And mm. having thinking of it as a different character, not you or not someone you know, but just like a character in a movie that you're kind of leading around and they're they're living this and you're thinking about how they think um, can be a very good way to sort of get that feeling of of, you know, you know, the therapeutic idea of the balance. between What am I going to be right I'm, I'm, t- you know, what I, do I get from this without taking it personally? Right. And, saying, and this there are is me. certain things, you know, yeah. even in, in acting, you know, we, we had some great acting teachers and, and like real, like, you know, famous Broadway and TV and film actors. And, uh, you know, the, there's, a, there's this idea, you know, like even when we were going to acting school, you know, theater school and I, you don't realize that like. You think like, oh, all right, time to dredge up all my shit. You know, it's it's like whatever sad, you know, when I was sad then or that traumatic experience, like be ready to use that. Like, and sometimes you do have to be that way. Mm-hmm. But the general consensus is there's no, you know, there, there are certain things and certain times and certain events in your life that you're just not ready to explore you know whether it's too raw yeah. whether you haven't processed it enough you know it's it's easy to think like i i had this fucked up you know thing and i, and I want to write a song about it and like it's gonna like tear my heart apart but that'll make it good art yeah maybe that's true maybe but is any song well, it like helps you, helps you process things for sure right right and that's that's the line of like Sometimes these things can help you process. Sometimes they they like will devastate. Like you, sometimes you have to process first. Like it depends on what you're writing about, what you're feeling, what you're talking about. Yeah. You know, sometimes you have to process it first and have it in a place where I'm. It's like that was super traumatic for me, but I've 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 worked it out a little bit, and now I can talk about it. You know, without yeah. destroying myself. Like that's the. It's a balance. You know, and and. <laughs> It's a a therapy, but it could also be, like, devastating. Yeah. I thought that, you know, uh, for Olivia Rodrigo right now, the songs Mm -hmm. are definitely a way of uh, processing some stuff. But, yeah, it helps because... um, because she's vulnerable. There are a lot of people that can relate to their... Sure. Mm -hmm. To her 
stuff and and in that way it's therapeutic for uh, the creator and the people who um are receiving uh, the creation and i think Mm -hmm. it's that's the the aspect of art and creativity that i think nothing can really replicate because it's um putting your feelings and then people who watch it or listen to it or whatever they do um although one thing i have to say like people say that um food is art and I think, you know, you can make pretty things out of food. But I don't know if, like, for me, art is right. Doing some, like, feelings, sharing your emotions. I don't know if you can, like, share your emotions through making something Some tasty. people, though, some that's people can... No, that's a good uh, point. But I kind of, I'm on that, I kind of on, I'm on that side. I know, but let me, let me intervene because some people, <laughs> it's to that same idea. That kind of thinking could cause to say to yourself, okay, you know... I, if, you know, people might not like what I'm doing, whatever it is. And I think that that's a point can be made that people, people are so weird and so different. And just like how when I listen to a good song, I'm like, wow, oh my God, I'm thinking, I'm feeling so many things. I'm thinking there are people that even can just smell smells and be like, oh my God, I'm, I'm emotionally, I'm connected to this. It's funny that you bring this up, Julia, because my initial thing that I was going to recommend to the viewers was the film Ratatouille, okay? Oh, my God, and but I think, like, everyone saw it. <laughs> <laughs> but that's, Wasted recommendation. Right, that's why I didn't, that's why I ended up moving on. <laughs> but that's, like, there is, like, something to be said about, like, look, I never even thought about that, about food, you know, not really being able to express, like, because how do you, like, you can't, like, boil your you know People soul speak you can't languages. boil your soul into an egg well, yeah but you but just you don't you know. turn on the heat and but, it cooks I, at a but, certain temperature no because it's it's not just boiling an egg I, yeah i mean but that's like saying you couldn't you but know, in express something musical smelling he's like yeah, i know but yeah, you yeah, couldn't yeah. express something musical <laughs> so, by just playing one note right so that's the boiled egg but the different yeah. chords are the different spices and the flavors and people sure. they're chefs that that can do that and there are people who eat that can really taste and feel and and get the idea of you know their plate i'm sure that there are people yeah. who eat things that are placed in a certain place in the world and mm. they can feel like they're traveling very or, interesting you know so yeah i guess my argument was that you rock my guess world Julia. i'm not feeling like different i, I know what you mean emotions yeah. of the thing but i mean i guess it depends um, but but the thing is like ratatouille um <laughs> it's like an art but because it, it's like it's a it's a movie and it makes you f- taste stuff even though you are watching them and not tasting them yeah and yes. i agree ratatouille is art but <laughs> i'm gonna have a hot take and you know it's i i heard that it's good to have a hot take on a podcast and it's being it is, controversial yeah. my it controversial is. take we'll is that in the cooking title. is not art like you know sue fair. me that's fair but i <laughs> that's fair i'm gonna you know go uh, on instagram and there are gonna people who are gonna write you know you're gonna like, have hate angry comments cooks. Yeah. like what are, you it's gonna be me. what are you talking about yeah that's so funny that's i funny. guess the, the, i'm not gonna be invited to host the great british bake-off but exactly <laughs> yeah but I you guess, know it is what it is or maybe you'll be you will now. be and you'll be like this isn't art you're crap yeah, maybe they want that maybe yeah, they want maybe someone, they want who's, someone really who's willing to say you all stink yeah, this is. Yeah, like, I mean, that's gonna crack. make like at least one season different from the others. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, guys, this has been such a pleasure. I really enjoyed everything. The pleasure is uh, ours. That you've talked about today. 
Yeah, thanks for coming. Yeah, that was awesome. Yeah, we're thank so, you so glad much. to be here. We're so glad. Yeah, and thank you to everyone who, you know, who's listening. Thank you for listening. Yeah. Yeah. I wanted uh, I, I wanted this podcast to not only be like um, a courtesy to my listeners, but also to your fans, because uh, like you said, John, it's um, it's great to um, the people you admire to actually get to know them and listen to the interviews mm-hmm. because um, it makes you have an insight uh, to yeah. them and like to what they're like and actually not put them on a pedestal but it, in a good way because like mm-hmm. we shouldn't put anyone on a pedestal so yeah. i think sure. um i i hope yeah. that your fans also enjoyed listening to to the show yeah 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 for sure and this is you know this is doing this some kind something like this is just as therapeutic for us as as writing a song yeah. so it's it's great mm-hmm. yeah okay well get, great it's a therapy i'm way i might change the uh, name of the show and like therapy with julia group therapy (laughs) if that's free group therapy yeah i mean i like that um before we uh part ways would you like to plug anything um of course um your new album uh, smiling Mm -hmm. and weeping it came Mm -hmm. out uh, i think at the end of may so go check that out but uh, apart from that would you like to plug anything or ask something of the listeners anything of this sort well um just our Instagram at the Drinkwater Brothers, yeah, that's and our big you know, on media. there you can get our link to everything YouTube yeah. and Spotify. So mm-hmm. if you you like our music or or you want to listen to our music, you know, there if you follow us on it, yeah. YouTube, subscribe to us on YouTube or follow us on Spotify. It's like free you know, ways, always great. To free really ways. and we put out a lot out. of stuff. So you know, if you like it, we'll mm-hmm. we'll keep putting stuff out. So if you follow us, that'll be a good way to see it. Yeah, yeah. Well, thank you so much, and. I'll speak to you soon. and professional chefs out there i'm sorry if i offended you that really wasn't my intention uh but you have to keep in mind that i don't know much about cooking i don't know anything about cooking i spend as little time as i can on meal preparation because i guess for me this only like this annoying activity that stands between me and my food Plus, I cook only because I'm vegan, and if I didn't make the meals myself, I would probably, you know, have died of starvation. And, I mean, let's be honest here. If you are a chef, I had already offended you months ago when I first said I am vegan. So, I guess let's just accept the fact that I don't know what I'm talking about. And also, that cooking is an art.
word. What? Who said that? Who said that? Anyway, before I make any other minority unsubscribe from the show and leave a one-star review, I guess I should probably, you know, segue into the inside of the week segment. And this week, I want to share with you my recent thoughts on journaling. So I have been journaling for a while now, for a couple of years, but I have never really been very consistent, like doing it weekly or something like this. I always felt like journaling isn't really helping me in any way um, and I never really experienced any immediate positive effects and therefore I thought that like what's the point really so in the past couple of years I have been journaling very sporadically and not consistently and also I recently realized that I only journal when things are bad and when my life isn't going really well And in the past week or so, I have been experiencing something... Well, I've been going through something hard. Um, And as I usually do, I reached for my journal. Because my first instinct is to talk to someone. And it can be my friends or my family. But, well, this problem that I'm kind of still going through is pretty raw and feels kind of private. And I have just decided that I'm going to journal about it and maybe I will feel better and the thing was I didn't feel better at all actually it has made me feel worse about myself and about this problem and my first thought was well this sucks I mean I always felt like journaling is somehow useful and it makes me I don't know more self-aware but now I have been so mad because I thought that It was going to help me and make me feel better when anything and when other things just couldn't make me feel better about this problem. But it actually didn't. In fact, it made me experience more pain than I had before I journaled. So at first I was pretty angry about it and I felt like, God, this is such a waste of time and I feel so bad right now and I don't feel like doing anything because I... It kind of felt like I reopened a wound that was actually beginning to heal and I started to play with it and it's it has reopened and I was so angry that I just couldn't find anyone to share my problem with that I started to be more honest with myself and take action that I previously considered just too uncomfortable and it was then that I realized that actually this is what journaling is about and that it actually helped me because the thing with journaling is that it's not supposed to make you feel better if you're going through something hard and you journal about it don't expect that you will feel better after you you know tear your heart open and put your feelings on the paper I mean sure it sometimes does make you feel better to put these things on paper and it kind of feels like like a detox, but I would say that for me at least, most of the time, journaling is supposed to make me aware of how good or how bad the situation is and make me take action or realize something. And the thing with me was that if I hadn't written down my sadness in this case, I wouldn't decide to take action that was and still is kind of uncomfortable for me. And I didn't take that action before just because I didn't realize how much 
it was unconsciously causing me pain, how much this problem was unconsciously causing me pain. And journaling has actually helped me to realize that. So this is my insight of the week. It is not that I should journal more, you should journal more. I mean, sure, if you'd like, then go ahead and and journal. But what I want to say is that journaling is different than other healthy habits. Like, for example, working out. When you exercise and you finish, you always feel better. You feel better than you started. I mean, if not physically, you feel better mentally. But the thing with journaling is that it is different. It makes you... It is like a mirror. It makes you experience what's going on in your head. And that isn't always pretty. And sometimes what's going on within is painful. But journaling makes you come face to face with it and makes you realize that you have to take action that you previously didn't know you needed to take because you just didn't know how bad or how good or how whatever the things actually were. So this is my insight. I'm still probably not going to journal every day and I'm still going to do it every once in a while. But what I realized this week is actually what's the purpose and why I do it. Because I used to think that it's a habit that's going to make me feel good, like meditation or like working out or like eating healthier. That's something that makes me feel better, happier, more energized, whatever. But journaling isn't always pretty and that makes it harder to do but it also makes it very useful in situations where other practices cannot help you thank you so much for listening to my insight and to my lovely conversation with the Dreamwater brothers go check them out on the internet all the links are going to be attached in the episode description I love you so, so much and I thank you again for spending the time with us and I will speak to you very, very soon. and produced by Julia Spohr. If you want to learn more, visit the website attached in the episode description or visit our Instagram page, which you can also find in the episode description or you can just search Being Better Podcast. If you want to support the show, there are a couple of ways to do that. The first one is just to tell your friends and your family about the show, tell them why you enjoy it and why they might enjoy it too. You can also share it on your social media platforms. Another way to support us is to write a review, rate and subscribe to the podcast because that helps new listeners find the show as well. Thank you so much for listening to this episode and I will speak to you in the next one.